Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Mike Bobbitt, here with my wife, Allison Bobbitt. This is You Made Me Watch, the podcast where we go back and forth week after week, making one another watch a movie the other has never seen before. And this week, Allison made me watch Notting Hill. I did. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Why Why did you say it like that? You know, here's the thing. I like Richard Curtis a lot. Richard Curtis uh, wrote it. He also wrote... Love Actually, mm-hmm. that I really enjoy. Yeah. He wrote About Time, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And he wrote Pirate Radio, um, which is known overseas outside of the States as The Boat That Rocked. So I really like him. I also understand that a lot of people really hate Love Actually. I could never really figure out why. Until I watched Notting Hill, which I realize is a very beloved movie. Yes. But I could not fucking stand it. Really? I couldn't find an endpoint for the movie. I didn't like any of the characters. I didn't like any of the acting. I didn't like the storyline. I could not stand any portion of this movie at all. Hugh Grant is a owner of a traveler bookstore travel bookstore travel bookstore mm-hmm. uh julia roberts is julia roberts yeah basically an international superstar mm-hmm. actor rise iphones is hugh grant's roommate for some reason yeah because uh, he got divorced and he can't afford his house so he has a roommate yeah and uh for no apparent reason at all Julia Roberts falls for Hugh Grant, I'm guessing, because in 1999, we still thought Hugh Grant was charming, and they begin a love affair, even though she is already still in a relationship with an actor who apparently it's like uh, a big story that everyone's supposed to know, but for some reason... Well, he doesn't even recognize her as an actress at first. Like he doesn't. He just thinks he's some that she's some woman, and then realizes after it's kind of pointed out to him, like, "Oh, that's that actress." And he's like, yeah. "Oh, so it is." You know? Yeah. I just. You're so mad. I am sorry. I didn't think you'd hate it this much. I mean, I didn't think it was like. I really didn't think you would hate it. I think you'd be like, "Meh." 
but I guess you're mad. I guess you're really mad. Yeah. The boyfriend was uh, Alec Baldwin, right? Correct. But I feel like a lot of your disdain for Alec Baldwin is because um, he's now a murderer. <laughs> I don't have any disdain for Alec Baldwin. I, I do. I, I think don't. he's kind of an asshole. Well, I, I, yeah, but I mean, that's not news. Fair. You know, his, what was it? His daughter released that voicemail. Yeah. That he left. And um, there were a couple moments that I enjoyed. I liked uh, Samuel West. Sam West is the gossipy co-star in um, the uh, Julia Roberts movie when she decides to do whatever, oh, yeah. you know. The period piece. Yeah. Yeah. And I okay. like uh, Dylan Moran from Shaun of the Dead and Calvary, my favorite movie. Yes. Of all time as Rufus the Thief. Mm-hmm. I even had hopes for Hugh Grant's family in the movie, which somehow were supposed to be this just delightful, simple, loving family. And especially the... Uh, sister in the wheelchair. Yeah. That, uh, what, how did she get in the wheelchair? She had she an accident. She slipped and fell on some stairs and like fell on her back and broke her back. I wanted to push her down a staircase. To wow. Make her, I just, I couldn't even stand her and her constant guilting and reminding everyone that she was in a chair. There was not one part of this movie I enjoyed. I am so sorry because. I was looking forward to it on paper. I'm like, ooh, you know, I should really enjoy this movie a lot. I really like Richard Curtis, but I don't know. I just, it didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't think you are. I really am. Okay. Well. I know that you know my taste well enough to think, oh, this is going to be a fun one for Mike. Yeah. I thought you would like it because it's a rom-com. And I mean, it has been a very long time since I've seen this movie. I think the last time I saw it was probably like close to 15, 20 years ago. This was a movie that one of my college roommates, uh, Claire, like loved. It was like her go one of her go-to rom-coms. Like mine, I think, was like The Wedding Singer or Sleepless in Seattle. And like this one was hers. Richard Curtis also created <laughs> the Mr. Bean character. You're so mad. Which I no, I'm just saying on paper... Everything that Richard Curtis has ever written, I either like a lot slash love Mm -hmm. or just haven't been able to see yet. Yeah. So I understand on paper how this should be. a. This would be a very safe bet. Yeah. On paper. But um, I guess on the rewatch for me, I sort of I feel like the rest of the story would be very fun and enjoyable if the way they come together was a little bit smoother and a little bit more believable. Yeah, I really felt as though something happened where I'm like, did I miss like the first 10 minutes of the movie? Did I black out again? Because yeah. I do have the esophageal syncope mm-hmm. that makes me cough to the point of blacking out sometimes. Yes. So I was like, maybe I just blacked out. But no, no I didn't. No, because essentially what happens is, you know, he so he owns this books, this travel bookstore and um, he's he's a divorcee with with the weirdo roommate and um, Julia Roberts comes into the store and he doesn't recognize her. And for some reason, that's like incredibly charming to her. 
Because he just kind of treats her like a person. He's not, you know, because he's he doesn't realize that she's an actress. And I guess that's incredibly charming. Uh, and then a few minutes later, he's carrying like an orange juice or something and um, and is walking outside of his bookshop to go to his house or something. And he runs smack into her on the street and she gets covered in the orange juice and like a coffee that she's carrying. And he's like, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I literally I live right across the street if you want to get cleaned up. And she's like, sure. When they go inside, like, uh, you know, she cleans up or whatever. And then she kisses him. And it's kind of a weird, like, where did that come from kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing that, like, quite leads up to it because she seems so irritated. You know, she just got covered in beverages and she has to go to some stranger's house to, like, get cleaned up and put on, you know, what she's got in her shopping bag, which is, like, a going out dress. <laughs> right. So it's it's a weird situation and it doesn't seem like it's very... Like, the charm isn't, like, being carried from when she's, like, oh, it, we had this cute little exchange. It's not, like, carried through to that next part. I feel like the movie banked a, either banked a lot on people being charmed in real life on Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant in 1999. Yeah. Which, you know, we're 24 years removed from. We've since found out that Hugh Grant is, you know, kind of a twat and. Julia Roberts is just sort of like, eh. Like, I, I feel like after that, uh, what was the Nick Nolte one? I Love Trouble. Yeah. After I Love Trouble, I'm like, oh, you know, she seems kind of fake. If she can't even be, you know, professional to get through this movie or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe fuck Julia Roberts, you know? And I, I always point to this example, too, of Michael J. Fox's first autobiography Mm -hmm. he talks about how he was an absolute heavy drinking asshole particularly the weekend that any of his movies launched to the point that his wife said get out of the fucking house go stay at our cabin because i don't want to be around you Mm -hmm. and he was like everyone thought i was a nice guy because i paid a lot of money to a really good publicist and michael j fox talks about how he was kind of a dick But Mm -hmm. no one ever thinks about that because Michael J. Fox is fucking Michael J. Fox. Yeah. So I know that Julia Roberts was, you know, America's sweetheart for the longest time, but maybe she's fucking awful, too. No, I've actually heard that she's really uh, incredibly unpleasant. She's not very nice. And, you know, obviously, neither one of us knows what it's like to be like a very famous celebrity. Uh, Really? (laughs) Neither of us? I guess maybe one of us knows. I don't. I don't know what it's like to be a very famous Listen, celebrity and have people up in my business and talking about my life. I remember one time oh my God. being in a Taco Bell with uh-huh. Cal Verducci and recognized as a comedian and had someone come up to my table and want to talk to me while all I wanted to do was eat my chalupa in peace. But me being the consummate professional that I am had to sit there and make smiley faces and not eat my chalupa. Did your chalupa get cold? Yes. I'm so sorry that that and happened to you. And it prolonged a lunch <laughs> that I probably didn't want to super be on. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, I'm just saying, I just, um, I don't know what it's like to be like a super famous person, to have people all up in my business. So maybe well, that's why she's incredibly unpleasant, you know? She just doesn't want to be. I remember one time. Oh my time. God. 
I do actually. The as soon as you said that, I do remember. I was at a Barnes and Noble Christmas shopping one time, and someone recognized me as a comedian, and I was just trying to play it cool. And then I was like, I can't. And I was like, I just want you know, this is the greatest day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're cute. That's very cute, actually. Yeah. yeah, I can't imagine what it would be like to have someone intrusive in your private business every minute of every day. But that's I what you also signed up for. Think that some celebrities don't have that, and the ones that do kind of pay extra for it. Yeah. No one's up in Harrison Ford's business every minute of every day. Yeah. You know, we just got done watching Quinta Brunson host SNL. SNL, yeah. People aren't up in her personal business no. every minute of every day because they're not paying publicists to say, can you put me on TMZ every day? I need people to, return. you know, yeah. these are people that are just like, hey, I'm just going to do really good work. Like, I yes. think Julia Roberts' charm was that she was like, oh, I can be like a capital A actor. Yeah. Or a capital M movie star, more yeah. accurately. Yeah. yeah. I think... Part of the reason that I wasn't enjoying, I mean, I still like, you know, I still enjoyed watching it and it could just be a nostalgia thing. Yeah. But I still had a good time watching it. I do still like Hugh Grant, um, even though I guess he's kind of a curmudgeon. I don't know. I guess it makes sense to me because he's English. Oh, so you I'm do like, like curmudgeons, though. I do. I'm married you to do one. You have a soft spot for I'm him. married to one. But I, I kind of don't really care that much for Julia Roberts. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she's fine, you know, despite whatever. I, I, I guess I just don't really care that much about her either way. So I guess I wasn't super charmed by her. Um, And I also felt like she and um she and Hugh Grant didn't have that much chemistry. No, I really didn't feel any chemistry between them. And I think maybe it's one of those things where um I feel like maybe casting directors or even just like people who are putting together a movie now a days are a lot better at making sure that that exists between their co-stars mm-hmm. instead of just slapping two names together. Right. Because I, I do feel like that's kind of something that happened a lot where they would just kind of throw two big movie stars together and like, hopefully it works out. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe Hollywood's a little bit more aware that like, you can feel it on screen if people aren't really vibing with each other. Yeah. Like maybe that there is some kind of magic in making sure that the two of them have like chemistry that you can feel that, 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 that kind of creates some success in the movie. So I didn't really feel that with them. I didn't feel like that chemistry between the two of them. And I think, you know, in a movie like love actually where he and his romantic lead you can feel the chemistry between them putting it up against, you know, Julia Roberts, who's a much more well-known actress. You really didn't feel that spark at all. Yeah. So it was a little bit hard to not only believe that the two of them would fall for each other, but also like that they would even get together in the first place because that seemed so forced in the beginning. Yeah. The the relationship just really felt forced. You're right. Where, it just kind of felt like a lot of, uh, well, this person has star power and this person has star power. Let's put them together and, you know, make a ton of mo- money. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to think, was, did Mara Wilson do a movie with Hugh Jackman at one point in time? I don't know. I did see like a, 
an interview with someone who was a child star. And I thought it was her where some like child star was in a movie with Hugh Grant. Did I say Hugh Jackman a second ago? You did. Oh, with Hugh Grant. And it was right around the time of the Hugh Grant uh, prostitute thing. Mm -hmm. And they asked this little kid like, hey, what do you think about Hugh Grant's arrest? And like I saw like a shot of that on like the red carpet on a clip show where it's just this little kid like, um, I don't know. I think it's a grown up thing and I don't really know about that. And I'm just like, what kind of monster reporter asks a kid like, hey, what do you think about your co-star of the movie picking up a process? Like, that's Ooh, that's just yeah, gross. that's that is gross. Yeah. I don't see her. Yeah, I couldn't see her in any movies with know. him either. So I don't know. I'm so sorry I didn't like this. I I'm, I really, really am. It's okay. I mean, again, like I said, I I sort of I sort of get it. You know, like why you kind of couldn't get into it because it it is it does feel kind of forced. And I think maybe if it's one of those things where, you know, you were in my situation where it was a thing that we watched on Girls Night, or yes. you know, it was like it, it, it's more than just the movie; it's the experiences that I had while watching the movie, kind of a kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. So I do still have a sauce, but I, I did still enjoy watching it. But when I'm like sitting down watching it, like having to kind of, I guess, critique it in some way, I can see why it doesn't totally work. Yeah, it, it's sort of like with Love Actually, you know, people point out about like what an absolute scumbag the Andrew Lincoln character is for that big famous scene where he has like all the poster boards yeah. with Kira Knightley. Yeah. And it's, it's like, yeah, yeah, that is a really shitty scene when you think about it now. But when if you have the nostalgia for it and you're just young and you're not, you know, maybe you've watched it so yeah. early in life that you don't have married friends yet. And you're just yeah. like, oh, he loves her and just wants her to know. It's yeah. Like, I think as, you know, when you're younger, you're willing to kind of overlook that because love seems like such a magical thing mm. when you're when you're a kid. Um, well, I mean, it, it still felt like a magical thing when I married you, but, no, um, I, you know, but, you know, maybe. Fuck that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, love is a magical thing. Allison, Absolutely. Love felt like such a magical thing up until you made me watch Notting Hill. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I um I guess when Am I saying I fell a little out of love with you because of Notting Hill? Wow, no. Really? You know, it could be a coincidence that the two things happen at the same time. I'm kidding. I love you so much. I love you. I love you. I don't even remember the point I was trying to make. I know. You're such a brat. I I'm a dick. I'm your I'm your Hugh Grant. Sometimes. Sometimes you're sweet. It's like 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> but I love you. I've never picked up a female prostitute. I'm not Hugh Grant. I'm more of your Eddie Murphy. That's worse. Oh, what? Oh, <laughs> it is worse. Are there any actors that you think would have been better that could have pulled off this movie? I do think that Hugh Grant is still the right choice for the lead. I really do. Yeah. But I feel like Julia Roberts is the incorrect choice. And I mean, I feel like it could have been so many number <laughs> of other actresses. I guess someone that I know he does have really good chemistry with with is Renee Zellweger. Yeah, Bridget Jones' Diary came out only a couple of years after, so she was probably still writing 
Jerry Maguire, which came out in 96. So, I mean, she's definitely was still like a, a, a popular actress, you know. I mean, she's still a popular actress, but, you know, she's kind of pulled back a little bit. Yeah. Um, from the spotlight, but she was still very much like, I think, a household name in 99. And I think that the two of them have really good chemistry together. And she would have worked as like a powerful actress, you know, American actress. Better than Julia Roberts. I just, I just feel like there were so many other choices. You know what I would do? I would cast an actress who is older than Hugh Grant. And I could see it with uh, Gina Davis, who's four years older. I could see it with Angela Bassett, who's two years older. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually even thinking Halle Berry. Yeah, Halle Berry, I think, is a bit younger. But I also thought like Sandra Bullock would have been... Yeah, Sandra Bullock, I, I feel like, has a lot more charm than... Uh, yeah, and I feel like they probably would have meshed a little bit better together. Like, I just feel like she's such a sweetheart that... Mm-hmm. Or, like, Drew Barrymore, even. Yeah, um, I didn't think... I thought their uh, chemistry was a little peculiar in... Um, oh, music and lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair. Fair, fair, fair. I think Sandy Bullock would have been a better choice. yeah. Yeah, Carrie Fisher was four years younger than Hugh Grant. I could have seen Carrie Fisher. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, hey, I I don't know. I I, I agree. I, I think it's a lot of Julia Roberts, uh, uh, just not being. I just feel like for her, the, the the scenes that I felt like she was kind of the least believable in were the really like vulnerable ones. Yeah, and I think it's why she was so good in Aaron Brockovich. Because she had to kind of be like a badass and be kind of like, I don't take any shit and not really be super vulnerable, be very guarded. I mean, she had to be still be caring in Aaron Brockovich, but like not delivering a line where she's like, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking for him to love her. You know, like I feel like Sandra Bullock could have delivered that line and made it believable and it didn't feel believable. You know who I think could have like really rocked if this was made maybe... 10, 15 years later hmm. than it was, Anna Ferris mm-hmm. and Donald Gleason. Yeah, I think so. I think Anna Ferris has a very versatile charm. Yeah, like she can, and I think Donald Gleason has aw shucks charm. He does have aw shucks charm. He's so good in, um, uh, what's that movie with Rachel McAdams with the, where he's the time traveler. Oh, about time. About time. Yeah. Yeah, the Richard I, Curtis movie. Yeah, I yeah. totally blanked. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I don't remember. Yeah, he's and he is very much an aw shucks guy yeah. in that movie, but he's so charming. Yes. It totally works. Yeah. Um, I think he is most charming in Star Wars uh, Last Jedi when he gives that Hitler-esque speech. Oh, my God. Absolutely. He's terrifying he in that. He is terrifying in that speech. It's just like... Yeah, I, he's, he's so scary. Yeah, he's scary in that. He's scary in Calvary. Is he? When he remember he plays the. Uh, I tried to block a lot of that movie out because it was very upsetting. Okay, he's the kid who's in jail for. Uh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a movie that happened to me. <laughs> I'm sorry that it happened to you. I still um liked watching it, but I do see like the criticism and why 
if you're watching it for the first time right now, it probably won't work for you unless you like are just in love with Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant. (laughs) I just I don't they don't really mesh that well together for me. And I, I didn't think I would feel that way, but I do. So well, I still love you. Thank you. I still love you. Who uh, would you recast in Notting Hill to make it work a little bit better? You know, it's a movie that the the relationship is underwritten, so you need to really go off of charm. I guess I'm asking, uh, who do you find to be super charming actors? Let us know in the Facebook group. Follow us on the Instagram. Until next week, thank you so much for listening to You Made Me Watch. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.